Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, I am interviewing Anderson Carter Griffith and Erwin Zito, who's a repeat guest on this show. Today's topic is one that is real estate adjacent, and that's why this is a bonus episode. This isn't our regular programming. This is a midweek release, and it's because I was having conversations with so many people over the last two and a half, three years, and I would... I mean, especially with Irwin, I'd go out golfing with him and meet some of his friends. And I'd say it was about 50-50 of people who were doing something called options trading uh, or not. So a lot of people were doing this. Uh, It's not something that I've done yet, although I've uh, done some research on it, read some of the books and and done a little bit of Irwin's course. He has a course on it. And um, it's obviously very interesting. I guess timing was, was a bit of an issue for me. And I just ultimately decided to spend my time elsewhere. But I think there's something here, and that's the reason that I'm sharing this uh, specific episode, which is really a deep dive into the topic and what it is. Enough people ask about this, enough people are doing this in my specific network that there's obviously something to it and it's worth talking about. It's a real estate adjacent episode and one I thought would be valuable to share. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump in to this episode, special bonus episode with Erwin Zito and Anderson Carter Griffith. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, I have a couple of guests on. So a returning guest, Erwin Zito, and first-time guest, uh, Anderson Carter-Griffith. Anderson, Erwin, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Likewise. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So it's going to be a good episode. This one is real estate adjacent. So this is a bonus episode. We're going to be talking about something that has been in and around and on this podcast, but we've never really dove deep on it. Um, and that is the options trading topic. So uh, Irwin, you're here because you're an educator on this topic. Uh, we chatted about doing this and just kind of wanting to you know, enlighten people uh, you know, on what it's about, uh, how they can get into it deeper. And uh, Anderson, you are our case study and we're going to yeah. go through uh, go through all the details. So Erwin, if you don't mind, uh, just conceptually explain what is it we've heard of stock hacking, wealth hacking, which I believe are kind of your trademark, trademark terms um, for options trading. But if you wouldn't mind just kind of explaining uh, at a high level for those who aren't, aren't uh, clear on this, what it is and why real estate investors should be interested in it. It's not the easiest thing to explain. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm five years and- old. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just like you and I went to the same school. So we, we were taught the theory, the book part of it. None of it was taught to us on how to actually use it to make money. Yeah. So explaining it's not the easiest. Right. Uh, but we're talking but, about, so some people buy stocks, right? Like most people, yeah. I think their stock experience is like their RSP. They have like a mutual fund that might might have some stocks in it. But what you're talking about is being more of an active trader and you're not necessarily buying stocks, but you're buying and selling options on stocks, which, yes, I agree. These aren't the easiest concepts to explain uh, in an audio format, but we're going to do our best Yeah, uh, kind of build off of what I just said. The easiest analogy is that we're selling insurance on stocks that we want Mm -hmm. to own. Right. So if we could give an example, so say hypothetically Apple's trading at a hundred bucks a share and you really like the value of Apple, um, you might you might say, hey, I'll I'll sell an option, I'll sell a put option on Apple for ninety five dollars, meaning that if it drops to ninety five dollars, I'm willing to buy it. And in exchange mm-hmm. for selling that option, I get a, a premium, and your premium mm-hmm. might be just a few bucks for that. But mm-hmm. for you, that's a win because if it does drop, you get a stock you wanted anyway, right? And Correct. if you just keep doing that, you just keep making premiums. Is that a fairly good summary of this? That's that's on the right lines. I would just add to that to make it uh, a more ideal investment. 
like to give it to put a parallel to real estate investors, real estate investors always want to buy the dip or they want to buy the crash, mm-hmm. right? So Apple today is around is over 170. Is that right, Anderson? I think it's around 170. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if, if Apple for some reason fell to $100, mm-hmm. I may want to start owning it. So yes, I would I would I would be selling puts for around you know 195, assuming I want to own it and I can afford to own it, and I would get paid to own it, and I could you know again, it's not the most realistic example, but because Apple today is 170, so to own it at 100 dollars would be a gift. Right, I was just throwing a number out there for simplicity, yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So that's the idea, basically, just picking stocks you like. Anyway, this is just what I've gleaned because I've, I've talked to you, I've talked to a couple other people uh, about this. Obviously, in our circles, a lot of people are doing this. So this is sort of what mm-hmm. I've picked up. Um, admittedly, I haven't, you know, I've I've gone about halfway through your training and was, you know, very interesting and kind of got sidetracked with other things in my life. But um, obviously, this is something having kids will do that. <laughs> yeah. You yes. only have one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's enough right now. uh, Okay. So, so this is obviously something that people have got to get more significant education on. Mm -hmm. I mean, how did you learn this? Uh, Not the best way. (laughs) Not the best way. So you found some people that were doing it though. I mean, you don't have to drop names, but you, you obviously found some people that were doing it and kind of learned that way. Correct. I I read to, uh, they started off by saying like, this is uh, how it works. Uh, And then uh, a friend up, a friend of mine told me is I wasn't interested at first because I was too busy. I was making, you know, I've done really, really well in real estate. And then what got my attention was uh, when my friend was telling me about this, he said, I actually taught our electrician, our mutual electrician that we both use, how to, how to stock hack as well. And he was, he made six figures in his first year. And so then I called, you know, my, my paisan, you know, he's Italian. That's, that's the word for friend. I called him like, is this all true? And he goes, yeah, it's true. And like, so I went bottom line. She showed me what I, we were talking about. Um, everyone in this group of friends, uh, they, they always recommend reading two books uh, to, to to get started. One's Der- by Derek Foster, Money for Nothing by Derek Foster, and the other book being uh, Get Rich with Options by Lee Lowell. Uh, so I read both those books, and then I did nothing for two years <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> until I eventually got off my butt. Uh, and then I started like kind of learning on my own. I joined this WhatsApp group with some friends. And uh, quickly learned, but no different than like real estate. If you don't know what you're doing, the tenant will gladly teach you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it often doesn't end up well. <laughs> so the market taught me during the pandemic crash what I was doing wrong. And so then uh, I was down like 40 grand uh, during the pandemic crash. Crash. That's American dollars too. Uh, and then so I forgot everything I learned. I, I had known up to that point. And I actually reached out to the author of Get Rich with Options, Lee Lowell. Uh, I reached out to him directly to coach me, and it was from. And then I realized, oh wow, I, there's so much I don't know. And uh, and then we put a course together because yeah. if you know how to do this properly, uh, it's a bit of a gift. And that's like Anderson will share that as well. And also, many people from our community, many of our mutual friends, uh, this is like a, a gift uh, method of investing that. We didn't know how to really apply. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we, Terry and I started a course, partnered with Lee Lowell, uh, who was a former floor trader from, from New York City. So he traded on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange for seven years. And he's been professionally uh, selling options for the last 30 years. 
and he lives off of this income. So that's right. kind of like the guy I want to learn from. Is that the carrot that was dangled? Like, obviously, there was a reason. Like, you obviously heard something that tweaked your interest when you first heard about this. Like, there's some some big number of return. Because real estate investors, we do quite well when you factor mm-hmm. in the fact that we can leverage. Um, so what was the carrot? What What got you intrigued in the first place in terms of a potential upside that you could get from this? Knowing that my 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 electrician friend was able to learn himself to make six figures with a with a bankroll of uh, around four hundred thousand, mm-hmm. like I figured I can do this too. So he was uh, he you was twenty five percent twenty five percent or higher is kind of what he was making. That's his bankroll. You don't always expose all of it. Yeah. Okay. So, so probably even higher. So assuming he was exposing the full, the full bankroll. Um, So those are some pretty good numbers when you think about what people are obviously just making with normal stock market returns. Um, But I got to ask it because it wouldn't be a good host if I didn't. Uh, Warren Buffett says, um, basically don't try and beat the market. Mm-hmm. So how is that what you're, well, how are you not doing that? You're not trying to beat the market with this. No, I'm not. It's it's different because uh, what I'm looking for is something that's a bit more liquid and cash flow, right? So my positions are generally pretty short term uh, and I'm not locked in for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And at any time I want to, I can always exit a position. I can take profits early. I can take a loss early. Right. It's extremely liquid. And so... Uh, I've always said like buying a piece of real estate for investment purposes is probably the best investment you can ever make. So mm-hmm. you still have to do things right. You can't just buy any random right. piece. Uh, but with what we're talking about today, like Anderson's a great, uh, great proof of it. You know, buying a piece of real estate investment property is not financially feasible for many, many, many people unless right. they get a ton of help, right? For like a millennial or a recent immigrant or any immigrant, like, unless they brought those that money with them, I don't know how they're supposed to buy a piece of real estate. Uh, and then to even for myself, like cash flow is so squeezed, partly it's our own fault for having refinanced so many properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just even the way things are with the, how properties are managed and tenanted and the laws around it, yeah. you know, I've had significant damages, you know, doesn't matter if people believe in climate change or not. I've had floods, <laughs> yeah. which cost me significant money, <laughs> 10 grand a pop. Right. I've had oh, two yeah. floods in the last five years. Right. That kind of wipes out a lot of cash flow. So this is your cash flow angle, right? Yes. This is my okay. cash flow angle. Yeah. Anderson's and, better than I am, though. <laughs> and we're going to get into that. I mean, I just, I really wanted to drill into like why it is that so many real estate investors flock towards this when we've been getting insane returns as real estate investors, yes. you know, 100% because we're leveraged and our properties are going up in value by mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands a year. Mm-hmm. It's been really good. It hasn't always been like that. It hasn't um, always you, been good. You are beating the market a lot of the times. Of course, some people don't. You know, some people get get a lesson. Um, mm-hmm. But I've I've seen and heard a lot of people that are, in fact, um, beating the market as as Warren Buffett would say. But they're not really playing the same game. You're you're selling insurance on stocks rather than buying the stocks, more or less. That's that's the analogy here. So I was just trying to draw that out. Um, mm-hmm. I think you know from what I've taken from this, the the way it makes sense is a complement to real estate. And I'm, I know you've told me that right from the beginning. Mm-hmm that it would be something but that you might do when you have cash sitting. Like I've got cash sitting south of the border right now and on the north side of the border. If I had to learn the skills, I'd be, you know, dabbling and using that cash right now while mm-hmm. I don't, you know, don't have a deal for it. But um, that's where I think, like you said, the skill is just really good. If you've got money sitting, it can help you. Um, but that being said, of course, like you said, you can lose it very quickly too, if you don't know what you're doing, which is obviously where the education piece comes in. Um, so I think that's a good segue to just kind of ask Anderson. Uh, oh, sorry, Andrew, just before, just to add to your point, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
we're not always trying to beat the market as well. The analogy I would give for in the real estate world is people who private lend, they're not trying to match the returns of owning a piece of real estate. Mm-hmm. They're looking to generate cash flow. Like for example, yeah. I have friends who private lend, they're looking for like 6%, 8%, 12%, maybe more if it's a, mm-hmm. if it's a promissory note, for example, right? Yeah. That will not match anything close to me holding a duplex in Hamilton. Yeah. Correct. Uh, so what, so what, what we tried to produce in the course, for example, is, uh, all of our students also receive, uh, Lee Lowell's trades as well. So for, for one set of his trades, if his return on capital is just over 12% after commissions, right? So right. Me, okay. That's, and that's cash. That's cash yeah. return. And it's very liquid. It's very flexible, right? Cause you could compare that. Some people will lend at that rate or similar rate for private mortgages, but you're locked in for a year. Whereas this, what type of time frame are you, are you in for on a rolling basis? Uh, probably on average, less than 30 days on each position. Yeah. So that's a lot more flexible from a cash flow standpoint. Yes. Um, and even okay, if you so- need to exit early, you can just take yeah. your, take a smaller profit. If you have to take a loss and yeah. you can, and you can have your capital back to you available to you. And yeah, just for those who've, who've not actually done this. So you, you actually have the app I've, I've had, I was paper trading with the app for a little while, but you can basically, yeah. So if there's this, you know, X number of days left, there is a price to buy out of it. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. These are all financially market. You know, yeah. They're all in the financial market. It's yeah. all traded between nine 30 to four yeah. every day. It's a, it's the options market is actually bigger than the stock market in terms of volume. I never knew that. That's super interesting. Okay. okay. So I want to hear Anderson's yeah, and story And you went now. the same school I did. We, did, we read the same books, had the same professors. We learned all the same theory. We, we yeah. knew how to price this stuff. But we didn't know yeah. how to make money with it, this information. Yeah, they didn't teach anything practical like this. I remember, you know, anecdotally, I remember people in my class talking about it and there's, you know, saying what kind of returns they get in their investment portfolio. Like, oh, well, three and 4%. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, that's my student loan rate. Why would I invest now? I'm just going to pay off my student loan. And I couldn't make sense of it. And that's why when I first heard about private mortgage lending, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. That's real. We never heard about that at Ivy, just like we didn't hear about this at Ivy. And uh, funny how that goes. But I mean, this is why entrepreneurs, we got to stick together and kind of share these things with each other. So Mm -hmm. um, just sorry, just one last point. I I have a real estate client. So I have a client that buys investment properties with us. And he works for one of the big banks on front and he's a trader on front street. Mm-hmm. I can't name the bank, but it has the name Toronto in it, the name of it. Mm-hmm. And he, and when he saw what we were doing, oh, he goes, oh, we do exactly the same thing. We can't talk about it, but we do exactly the same thing. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, again, no one teaches you these things because if no one makes, you know, generally if people don't make money teaching you these things, they're not going to learn about it. And the bank does not yeah. want you to know about these things. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, and I don't know why that completely is, but you keep in mind, like we don't get taught about investing in real estate in school either. When it's like, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to make a whole bunch of money investing in real estate. No, nope. you know, <laughs> and then there are people who are, true. <laughs> there are so many people who get such high, <laughs> high level educations to get into this kind of stuff and not specifically this, but like stock trading and they don't make the kind of returns we make. And, uh, it's just, it's just interesting what we're taught, what we're not taught, but obviously it's our, you know, it's our job as uh, entrepreneurs to go figure it out. Um, so with that said, Anderson, you figured it out from what I hear, but I don't know your story. So yeah, yeah, if you wouldn't mind. He's better at this stuff than I am. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but, uh, well, start off with, you know, Anderson's your name, obviously, but you know, where are you from? uh, Tell me your story. Okay. So, uh, I'm Anderson and, um, 
I'm originally from a, a little island in the Caribbean called Barbados. Basically, I grew up there and then I moved to Canada about uh, 15 years ago. So I was in the hospitality industry for a bit. And uh, I came up here to open up some hotels because they came to Barbados to recruit for hotel program. So that's how I ended up coming to Canada. Okay. So you've been here for about 15 years and, um, you know, Erwin told me something when when we were talking about who would we have on here that would, you know, really be able to kind of explain the process from a student's perspective. He mentioned that you were doing Uber delivery. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So so I do uh, Uber and uh, DoorDash delivery. And uh, basically I did that to fund my, my people, I'm actually on a journey right now, just jumping forward a little bit, where I'm trying to make it more accessible to regular, every, what I call regular everyday people, non-real estate investors, because uh, it was, uh, well, I noticed at least, it's it was a lot of uh, real estate investors doing it, uh, like Erwin said. And I was saying, well, you know what, this is a skill that um, I think everybody should know, and uh how would I make it accessible? And a lot of people are, are basically saying that the of capital and stuff that you need to enter either into real estate or even stock packing or stock trading is usually an insane amount of money. And I'm I'm basically here to to trump that idea and and prove that you know anybody with a will to to learn and and they are. They want to learn this and they want to be serious about it. I've basically set myself up as the the person to uh, be championing that kind of move for people that just want a bit of extra income and stuff. You can do different things with this um, options trading, and uh, it all depends on on how far you want to go with it. But uh, I have I have taken it up, and uh, like I said, uh, for me. It's a completely new side hustle that I never thought I would make in, you know, this kind of side money or whatever you want to call it, doing something from my phone. Because these things aren't taught first thing first in Barbados, where I'm from. Even they aren't even really taught here, as Erwin said, at, 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 at colleges and universities or at schools here. So the thing is, is that um, I picked it up and I, and I am here basically on a journey to tell everybody that, you know, it is accessible and uh, you can make some decent money and decent returns once you stay basically. Yeah. If you, if you learn what you're doing, right. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Now uh, I do have a question for you. So how long have you been doing this? How long have you been doing Uh, this? Yeah. So for me, I've been doing it for just about over a year now. This will be about a year and a couple of months now. Okay. And so you were doing all kinds of side hustles. You were working your main job. Do you still, do you still work full-time? Yeah. Yeah. I still have a, I still have a full-time day job. That's, that's my whole point of uh, telling people, you know, it, it, it doesn't even take that much time out of your day. To be honest, it's, it, if you, it's basically half an hour to an hour, maybe a day or depending on how, 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 how much money you want to make again. Like, I, like for me, I've set a target of uh, <laughs> I've set a target for myself, and in order to achieve that, I know how much money, how much time I have to put in to achieve that. Right? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm laughing because Anderson does not put that much time in, and he makes plenty of money. I'm not really yeah. sure he would make more money if he put more time in. Correct. 
Okay, so you've obviously figured some things out. Now, you were hustling to, to, to make some money to put into the account. Like, what did you start your account with? Uh, so I personally started my account with about $3,000 to $5,000. That's um, the bare minimum to, to basically get access to our trading platform. Our, our trading platform doesn't allow anything under, like, you need to have a certain amount of capital to even trade. So you can't come and do this with like 500 bucks, unfortunately. Yeah. Which platform is it? Is it IBKR? Yeah. So it's uh, Interactive Brokers, IBKR. And uh, yeah, so their minimum requirements to trade is uh, $2,500. So usually when I talk to folks and I tell people, you know what, if you want to get started, you try to get started with around $3,000. That way you have a bit of buffer room and you can get your feet wet. So around $3,000, usually, ideally, maybe Mm $5,000 to start just to get a feeling of how the the app works and the mechanics of it. And that's obviously after paper trading, because I'll backtrack a bit. I, I, I paper traded religiously for about maybe four to five months uh, of paper trading, which is a simulated trading on the app. Right. So if you're making money paper trading, barring a catastrophic event or an unexpected event, if you can be profitable there, you should be profitable with real money. It's it's like training wheels. Correct. Anderson's actually better when there's catastrophic events. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Again, it comes, yeah, comes about down to no one knowing what you're doing, of course. Yeah, That's... the thing is, like I, like I said, um, the thing is, is I draw a roadmap and basically tell people it's a step-by-step and, and I make it easy for people, right? Because everybody, a lot of people share information and stuff like that and, and they do not uh, necessarily give a step-by-step guide or a roadmap as in how to get to an end result, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas that's what I'm focusing on. Uh, I'm focusing on, okay, this is what you do. It's a five-step process, maybe five, ten-step process. Here's step one, here's step two, here's step three, here's step four. Mm-hmm. Uh, in saying that, um, once people follow those 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 rules and once people follow their, what I, t- what I call discipline behavior, usually you're going to end up coming up on top and you're going to be making some decent money. Uh, I, I've been doing it, and, and mm-hmm. I've got my own system down packed now, and and I've more than welcome to to share, right? Like, again, a step-by-step, as in step one, step two, step three, making it easy for, for everybody to understand. So that's how you've broken it down, sort of in your mind, you have a process that you go through? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I have a complete process from start to finish. I mean, for people to follow, right? For for let's say let's say you're let's say you knew nothing about this, mm-hmm. and and you said, hey, I I am interested in doing this. Then here's where I go. Okay, this is what you need to do. You need to do one, two, and and I'll list it out, right. and you follow those steps. That's that's what I'm trying to do because because the whole my whole end game is for me to actually when i go back to barbados i go back there every twice a year or so and it is to really help people in my country where i don't want it to be too too complicated and i also want them to just have a clear straightforward just a straightforward roadmap there's no deviating from it 
if you do this 90% of the time, you will be able to succeed doing options trading and becoming an options trader. Okay. Interesting. Now, do you mind sharing a little bit about how it's gone? So you started with 3000. Right. Can we, can we hear some of the results? Yeah. Yeah. So um, on my $3,000 bank rolls since uh, October, I have uh, now doubled my account. <laughs> okay. So you doubled your account in uh, six months or so? With Irwin at the meetup. Or three months, I guess. Yeah. October. Yeah. Three months. November, December, down for, yeah. So February, yeah. Around double my account. But again, uh, past doesn't predict the future. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just also knowing how mm-hmm. to trade. And each person is different as well, right? Yeah. I will stress on that. Each person is different. Risk tolerance are yeah. different. But the the basis of this is the same. The structure, yeah. the procedure of it is is the same for everyone. The right. only difference is mostly capital, how much capital people yeah. have, and their risk tolerance. That's the only difference. But as for principle and step-by-step step and, and the way you can trade – most yeah. of it, it's basically the same across the board. We're trying to be even less active than Anderson. And because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we intended the course for people to, it's a beginner's course. We intended it for someone who, for example, who's a high school graduate, hasn't even gone to university, ha- hasn't had a chance to learn about stocks and options. So we, we teach a much more passive strategy and uh, much lower risk than, than what Anderson's doing. And Anderson's gotten good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Right, and he and he's willing to take on more risks than right. what we would consider what we would say for the beginner to do. But so Anderson's yeah. built built upon what he learned to the beginners to customize for himself. But still, yeah. like Anderson, how, how much time do you invest a day on average? Uh, I'll put it in a week because sometimes I don't even trade on a daily basis. So right. in a week, I might do consistently. In a week, I may do two hours, two okay. three hours maximum. Right. a week. And that's not trading every day. Now, one of the things I would just want to add, just not that I've done yeah. this, but but I was actually, uh, when I was in Florida last year, uh, uh, someone who listened to my podcast reached out to me, I ended up going golfing with him. Erwin, uh, you know him, yeah. uh, Dave. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we, we were just talking and he was doing something like 12% a month, which sounds mm-hmm. like similar returns to what, uh, what you've been getting, Anderson. Uh, maybe yeah. not even yeah, yeah. as much, but he kind of said, well, yeah, I'm taking a riskier approach. Not everybody would be comfortable with that. And leverage. And leverage, leverage. and and then, but he was segmenting his funds. He had a certain amount of his funds that were for that, and then you know he would he would take his earnings, and so um, that's why this, like as you pointed out, it's so personal. Everybody has their own Mm -hmm. tolerance, their own preference, their own amount of money that they're going to segment for certain levels of risk exposure. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously, that's all got to work, and that's why I think we, you know, disclaimer, um, you know, anything you hear on this podcast. Those are personal results of the people doing it. There's no guarantee for anybody trying this stuff, right. but right. but of course we can see a pattern. So that's obviously a pattern in education, kind of mitigating your risk are um, really what this show is all about. So um, that's why you guys are here. So anything yeah. anything we should cover on this topic that you guys would would think we should uh, kind of share about the concept? Oh, here Anderson, do you have any finance training? <laughs> do you? Do you have a uh, CFP or anything like that, or a <laughs> CFA, or are you right. a finance genius? Here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. You do not need any kind of financial education to do this at all. I am not 
I, I don't have any financial education whatsoever. I'm not an accountant. I'm nothing of a sort. I'm just a regular everyday guy, just working class. And uh, I'm just a working class guy. And uh, I don't have any financial like education. So I'm not an accountant or I yeah. don't do finance or anything like that. So again, it, it's something that everyday, regular working class people can do, right? Or regular people yeah. can do. Were you into stocks before this? Like, did were you like, did you dabble, or was this like out of nowhere right. you started? Yeah. So, so I used to do uh, buy and hold, uh, just regular buying stocks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And as well, I, I you, one, I used to dabble in in, in straight equities trading because um, I'm the type of person that always I'm, I was always looking for some way of making an extra income whether it be through DoorDash, Uber, uh, stock trading, options trading, and that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I, I was never an options trader per se or anything. Yeah. So you're basically you're just, just a hustler. You're willing to hustle to get it done and uh, earn, earn a little extra. Now, are exactly. you, what's your goal with this? Are you, are you hoping to save up some of this money and buy real estate? Or is this to you know, maybe replace your income so you can quit your job? Like, What's the thought? Right. So the the end goal of this, actually, for me, I shouldn't say the end goal, but the ongoing goal for me is is just to have a bit of uh, extra money to uh, pay some extra bills. It doesn't come out of my main like paycheck or anything. Uh, Pay for some vacations. Uh, Basically, it's just cash flow, a cash flow play for me. So uh, I'm not trying to like do it as in to turn it into hey i want to buy a house or whatever me i i make my money from doing options trading and i i spend it like at the end of the month or at the end of two months or whatever i save it up and i'll go on a nice vacation so my play on it is is just to replace some of my regular everyday expenses so so that can be your your fun your fun fund and uh, then the rest of your Correct. income can go towards your, your daily living. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah I think, how much do you, can you quantify how much you make per week per month? Just to give uh, the listener yeah, so idea. My minimum target per week is at least a, a hundred dollars a week, 2% roughly. I try to aim for two minimum 2% a week return on, on my investment or on my capital. And you're consistently and, uh, doing that? <laughs> Oh yeah, I've been steadily doing that since October. That's incredible. I mean, now obviously, like there could be those those big events but that again, kind of like surprise you, right? Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Oh no, he likes those. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, opportunity but, for but, for Anderson. But again, <laughs> but again, again, it's it, it's like Irwin said. It's it's about uh, what you can tolerate for risk and like the stuff I'm doing. I was talking mm-hmm. to Irwin yesterday, and Irwin is like, uh, mm-hmm. "What you're doing, I might not necessarily do it." Like you know, some people say that. I'm a bit riskier and yes, I might be, but again, it's, it's all about a level of, of comfort and it's all about a level of understanding what is going on yeah. with your trade and how to, how to maneuver yourself to suit. Because I will, I will say this for the listeners, this is not, uh, this is not all roses. Like we're here sitting and talking about the stock market, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not a game. It's not, when I say it's not a game, it's, I gamify. I, I treat it as a game because in my head, it's me trying to better my whether it be my goal or my target from the week before, right? 
So that's how I gamify it. But at the end of the day, we need to recognize and always remember that it's money on the line. It's your hard-earned money. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, I do DoorDash for this because I want to grow my, I want to do it organically. I don't want that somebody comes and tells me, hey, you you went and took out a, a loan on or a line of credit, or which, which is fine for other people, but that's it's not so accessible to everybody. <laughs> Correct, yeah, which is fine for, for other people, but the, the demographic that I'm looking at, again, this is just my journey and, and my demographic is, hey, I want to show you how to do this from scratch. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mind, I can go through that that step-by-step process quickly for people to understand where I'm coming from. Sure. Yeah. So, so first of all, you, you have to have either a side hustle to bring in extra income to fund this stock trading account. So in my real case, one. I chose to do, <laughs> yes, real estate for real estate investors are great. And for, for, for other people, there is, like I said, for the masses, there's also like food deliveries, there's Fiverr, there's paint any side hustle that you can possibly come up with you do that to first thing first get the money together to do the education part of it i know everybody doesn't like to hear it Mm -hmm. but you need to get educated i i never could understand why why somebody would go to university and that's fine to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars but then they come to the stock market and they think they know it day one it doesn't yeah. make sense to me, right? So yeah. you need to get educated, whether it be Irwin's course, another person's course. You need to get educated in, in how to do this. Because if you're not educated, you might as well just light your money on fire and throw it through the window. Yeah. It, it, it's as simple as that. But step one is to get a side hustle and make your money. Step two is to get educated. After that, step three is to know paper trade and hone your skill while continuing to do your side hustle because all the while that you're doing your side hustle every single week you're saving money to put towards your trading account and the reality of it is is the bigger your trading account the more trades you can put on the more successful you could possibly be so with those three steps basically after those three steps you go to life trading and here's where everything that you've learned in the course and all your paper trading and stuff like that, life trading, one or two trades, and you always keep your, your position sizes pretty decent and manageable. Okay. And, and a lot of that, like just at the end, the position sizes and, and stuff, like some of that language people aren't going to be familiar with yet, but obviously you learned that uh, when you took Irwin's course and uh, that's the type of education, Irwin, correct me if I'm wrong, people can, people can expect to get if they're, if they're learning from your course. Yes. When Anderson says yeah. position sizes, he's basically yeah. saying how much capital you're risking. Yeah. yeah. Per per and, trade. And just to go or... back on something, like Anderson, mm-hmm. like like Anderson likes like companies that like for example, Anderson was has been uh, stock hacking Facebook, for example. Like that's a bit more risk, pro, like higher risk profile than I like. You know, I did Pfizer today. <laughs> right. Both companies will probably be here forever, but again, it's a little bit different risk profile. But also on the other side of the spectrum, there's people that uh, like we all know who are just getting killed in this current market because we're in a bit of a correction right now versus Anderson doubled his account in this terrible market. 
right? So for like the buy and hold person or the person who just sticks their money in the market in the last since October, I love it. they'd be killed, yeah. right? Versus, versus Anderson's yeah. killing it. Yeah. Now, and just to kind of add to this, like the reason I wanted you guys to come on here, the reason this, this whole concept is just, it just doesn't go away is is because when we go golfing or when, when we, you know, we're chatting to people, it's like 50, 50, when I'm talking to someone, do they do this or don't they in our circles, you know, with investors. So it's just, it's one of those weird things I never thought would be a thing, but it's a thing. And clearly there's something to it. And, uh, in our circles, as long as, you know, a lot of investors, uh, real estate investors specifically are jumping onto this and having a lot of success with it not to say mm-hmm. everybody does but mm-hmm. uh but it does seem that it's 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 uh, got a trend of being quite profitable for a lot of people so um thank you guys both for for doing this and just sharing um the concept and Anderson, Definitely. obviously your story um erwin i know that you were gonna put something together for people who were who are listening to this episode if they uh, wanted to take your course uh, do you mind just sharing what uh, what they should be doing absolutely uh, so for anyone interested in taking the course, it's www. For more information, www.stockhackeracademy.ca slash Andrew. And we've given you all, uh, because you're, if you're a friend of Andrew, you're probably a friend of mine. We've given you all uh, a discount code. It's really highly sophisticated. It's Andrew. Do I have to spell that to folks? No, <laughs> that's the price of admission. You got to be able to. You got to be able to spell it. Yeah, that's, yeah. If you can't spell it, you shouldn't take the course. <laughs> if you use the coupon code Andrew, gets you a five hundred dollar discount uh, off the price. So again, cool. uh, thanks so much, Andrew. Happy to offer this to your to your uh, to your listeners and your audience. Uh, and thanks so much for having us on to to spread the word because so many so many people uh, like myself included have similar problems as yourself, right? We've made a lot of money in real estate. The pandemic was terrible for landlords in terms of maintenance and uh, tenant problems. So people, so we've all been forced into another arena to find cash flow, right? Because the, the analogy I always use with like Anderson, for example, is yeah. how much real estate do you need to own to generate the cash flow he's getting? Even if you had a million dollar duplex, I don't think you get the kind of cash flow. <laughs> Well, it's getting tighter, right? I mean, that's a, that's the other big benefit of something that does cash flow is real estate in Ontario specifically. It's mm-hmm. getting a lot harder to cash flow. So people who follow me know that's why I'm I'm doing stuff in Florida now. I mean, I'm looking at other markets where it does make sense, but not mm-hmm. everybody's going to do that. Going to want to go to another country or another province or a, you know a faraway city for cash flow. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this might just be the solution for some, and it obviously is the solution for many. So, um, yeah, very interesting. Any other thoughts just before we wrap up here, uh, Erwin? Oh, oh yeah, Anderson. Did you think yeah. this course was legit? <laughs> oh, to 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 preface what Erwin said, uh, to be honest, I I thought this was uh, I'll be honest with you. I've done other like trading courses, and uh, I've tried other trading courses, and I I thought that Erwin's course was bogus. I thought it was complete bogus, uh, but at the same time. I've tried other things before. Like I said, I've traded equities, I've traded futures, and I've traded penny stocks. And so I said, okay, I'll give this options thing a try. And uh, one thing that one thing I will say about Irwin's course, and I'm plugging him right now, is the, the the structure that he has in his course and the approach that he takes is completely different to a lot of other people out there that are promoting. Uh, trading courses. A lot of people, and you, you've heard it, Andrew, a lot of people go, oh, I can 
get rich quick. I can have you make a million dollars in whatever uh, uh, a year or whatever. Whereas Irwin's course is is ground level, and he he's straightforward. He's saying, look, take your time, understand what you're doing. It's the tortoise and the hare. Mm-hmm. Who finishes at the end, right? The tortoise or the hare? And uh, like I said, I. I'm very glad and very happy that I took Irwin's course because now it's uh it's reaping dividends. It's reaping mm-hmm. dividends big time. It's changed my my life for for people that might not believe it. Uh, like I said, I am living proof that uh, mm-hmm. it does work, and my life has significantly changed due to stock hacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm much more comfortable. I can easily make cash flow. And for, for somebody like myself from a small island in the Caribbean, Barbados, where jobs are are few and far between sometimes, if you do stay in and if you do have a goal, this is an avenue to definitely look into. Sir, can you just repeat that? If you do stay... If you, if I was saying, if you if you want to stay, you have to stay focused, and if you want an extra side hustle and you want extra money, this is definitely an avenue to look mm-hmm. into stock hacking, stock options yeah. trading. Yeah, and, and I'll just wrap that up by saying, like, you know, I got kind of halfway through that course and I was paper trading and then got distracted. So what I will say is, the cost is you got to invest in your learning, both financially and time. Um, there, you know, there's, there's no way around that. You're not going to get the knowledge overnight, but people who have listened to my podcast and many have listened right from episode one, they knew that was what it took to kind of learn about real estate. So, um, why should this be any different? You, you do have to put in the hours to kind of understand. And then of course, eventually get your feet wet. So, um, on that note, guys, it's been a pleasure and, uh, yeah, we'll get this launched. I'll make sure I put that code. Thank you. So I'll put that code in the show notes for anybody who's, uh, who's interested. And uh, thanks again. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Please make sure to share this episode far and wide. Help it help more people. I really appreciate you tuning in. I'll see you on the next one.